welcome to a homegrown family podcast where we grow the produce and the kids. Welcome everybody to a homegrown family podcast where we talk about anything from gardening, beekeeping, preserving foods, and all that type of homegrown things. And we also talk about family components of it as a homegrown family. My wife and I will end up discussing here eventually some of our reasons to homeschool or why to do certain practices or not for those types of things. Part of the homegrown thing also, I think, is being able to produce your own food, right? Or be able to catch and produce and preserve your own food. So I think hunting and fishing kind of aligns with some of the philosophies, I guess, of this podcast. And so not too often do I get very good stories of deer hunting, you know, usually it's pretty straightforward. But today I have my grandpa, Tom, on this podcast. Hey, grandpa, how's it going? Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so we're over in his cabin in northern Minnesota. and We, we did some fishing yesterday on his lake, and uh, we actually did pretty good. We got a couple nice-sized bass there. Well, I put boat Joe in the front of the boat so he'd have first crack at the fish, so that way he could say he caught them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we had a couple good ones. We had a couple a little crappie in there we got, and a little mm-hmm. sunfish. and yeah, yeah. We caught some nice bass. Some of them were too big. We had to throw them back. <laughs> That's the thing about bass. You know, some people say it's not a very good fish to eat or whatever, but I don't know. For Grandpa and I, it seems like they're just as good as any sunfish or a northern, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm never that fussy. I usually just whatever bites is good. <laughs> so, bass is fine. Yeah, so we had uh, we tried the minnow a little bit and only caught a crappie on that. We tried a couple of little smaller tackles that you can... Uh, what are they called? It's like uh, bait tackles. You reel them in, you cast them, and you reel them little, in again. Little lures. Yeah, yep. One was a little tiny guy. We ended up caught, catching a pretty decent sized bass on that. I don't know. How how long were they? Like 14, 15 inch yeah. bass? Well, pound wise, I would guess they were, what, maybe four pounders? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, give or take. I usually don't catch them. Give that or big. take a pound, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depends on who's holding it. <laughs> As long as we don't have a scale, we can guess. Yep. <laughs> so, that, that was a good time. We didn't usually catch a whole lot of nice-sized bass like that out out at his lake. So, the main reason I have Grandpa on the line here today is because, hunting-wise, when I grew up as a kid, um, we always got together at Grandpa's farmstead back there in Minnesota, central Minnesota there, and we'd always have all the aunts and uncles. Well, some of the aunts stayed home with the kids, but all the uncles and uh, all the cousins that were able to hunt always got together at grandpa and grandma's house there so it wasn't like hunting was just there to go shoot animals and fill the freezer i mean it was about that but it was also about you know camaraderie with your cousins hanging out with the uncles watching them cut up all the deer and that kind of thing so we had some of our great uncles there even was there too every once in a while and of course you get all those good deer stories yeah exactly so (laughs) You always get to hear the... I'll have to tell you a little story. Joe, I don't know just how it happened, but I was the lucky guy to take Joe on his first hunt. Yeah, it was literally my first hunt. And I think I think it was a youth hunt, because it seemed like it was pretty early. It was, like, fairly warm. Um, I don't know. Was it regular season? I think it was regular season. Okay, yeah, so regular season, first year out, which means I'm, like, 12 years old, I think. Well... He was, wasn't old enough to sit still too long. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got we to gotta make sure we draw this out a little bit, Grandpa. We'll start off with how we went over to my Uncle, Uncle Richard's place. 
back then. And oh yeah, that's, yeah, that was on that was on Richard's place that he had just gotten not very long ago. Yeah, he had this nice big deer stand up there. Yeah, I remember walking in. You know, it's the first time you're just so excited. You know, walking in there, crunching on the leaves and grass, and Grandpa might you know leaning back there. Shh, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> might scare him away. That's one thing. I guess I don't know what some. Joe just hadn't figured out at that time yet. You're supposed to move quietly. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so yeah, we get we get to this deer stand finally. It was it was a long walk out there. We parked up by the house, oh. and I don't know we walked through the pasture a little bit, and oh. it was probably a 200 yard walk, probably oh, or so, to get I to the stand. All of that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a big size stand. I mean, it was. I think there's even steps to go up to it, oh. and it was like I don't know eight by eight stand. Well, there was there was plenty of room up there. Yeah. Yep. In fact, if Joel would have brought his guitar along, he could have played the 30-point buck song and sang it. <laughs> Grandpa's getting ahead of himself here. So, that's the punchline. So, it was, uh, we're sitting there and, boy, we didn't see anything. It got to be about 8 o'clock. And I remember, Grandpa, you know, when are the deer coming? He said, oh, just be patient. Hey, Grandpa, what time is it? Oh, just go give it another hour, you know. And we hardly heard any shots all morning long. Occasionally a pew, pew, out in the distance, but nothing close. All right, so give it another hour or so. And it ends up being about 9 o'clock. And I'm like, Grandpa, you know, can we go yet or what? I'll just sit still, you know, hold your britches. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Eventually, I was like, Grandpa. Can I put my gun down? Like, I'm tired of holding this thing. Can I just, there's a plenty of floor room. I'll put it down, point the butt end um, towards us, and the bullet end, you know, the rifle end going the other direction, you know, be safe about it. I remember this gun that dad let me use. I don't even know if I even shot it once before going out there. <laughs> I think maybe dad brought me out once and I shot two rounds through it, and then I was ever good to go. But the gun I had was a SKX, it is 11 shot semi automatic. Um, rifle. I guess it was a rifle that used to be used in World War II mm. for the Soviet Union. Mm. And my dad had acquired that rifle. I think he got refurbished from one of his friends of his and got like a deal on like a couple dozen of these rifles and dad ended up getting one there. But So typically, I guess, I'll back up a little bit in that grandpa's property was always rifle zone. My dad's farm there where I hunted mostly was shotgun zone. So we used slugs. And so my uncle Richard was over there in the rifle zone again. So I had this rifle that we don't typically use very often. And I had 11 shots to be able to get a deer. <laughs> you shouldn't need 11 shots, folks. Only need one or two shots and then you can get your deer. Came out to the point where I put the gun down. And I'm just, I'm about done. I, I'm sitting there just like holding my fingers and eventually I'm just like, oh, can I stand up? I was like, I don't care. Stand up. And then... <laughs> and then... Joel starts singing the 30-point buck song. You know, and I don't know if anybody if you ever Googled this. It's called the 30-point buck song. And I didn't really know a whole lot of it. Half the time, it's chit-chatting and talking to people, talking camp words and utter nonsense, really. But I just remember the one part. I stood up and I was like, gonna shoot the 30-pointer. <laughs> shoot the 30-pointer. Going deer hunting, gonna shoot the 30-pointer. And I'm just sitting here singing around not too long and grandpa i remember him whack me on the shoulder and says dear and i'm like where where and i'm looking you know 10 15 maybe 20 yards away i'm like i don't see anything 
He gets me in there tap and he go, you know, gets his um, finger in front of my face a little bit. And he's like, no, way out there. Like, it's out there. Well, maybe not quite that far out. But <laughs> it seemed like a long way. <laughs> but I figured when you start seeing authority point bucks on, we just as well leave. <laughs> and lo and behold, I turned around here and a deer was walking across the metal there. Oh, it, it was a slight jog, I think. It was... Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but I remember looking at Grandpa and I'm like, Grandpa, I can barely see that thing. And he's like, I'm like, you want me to shoot that? He's like, shoot, shoot, you might as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I get the rifle and I put it on the, the railing of the of the deer stand and and I shoot, pop, pop. And I, nothing happened. I kind of look at Grandpa and I'm like, I ain't getting close to this thing because this rifle didn't have a scope or anything on it. It was all iron sights. So I shot twice, looked at Grandpa, and he's like, keep shooting. <laughs> so I, I turn back over kind of regage again and at this point in time he's definitely on a little bit of a jog and I shoot yet and pop 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 and tumbled over and I was like oh I got him I got him yeah surprise <laughs> I think I couldn't believe it either <laughs> yeah. it was just crazy I was like no way well like they say it's better to be lucky <laughs> yeah so so then and you know, I shot five times or whatever. The deer finally went down, and, and I crawled out of the deer stand, and we started walking. And I, I got the gun, and I walked about 50 yards. Like, Grandpa, this gun's getting heavy. You want to want to hold it? <laughs> so then, uh, so he's he's kind of pacing the distance, too, because he's kind of curious how far it was. And so he's grabbing the gun, and he's pacing off. And as we get closer and closer, we notice that this deer is still alive. Yeah, remember that, Grandpa? Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then he had the gun, and it's more or less him doing the job to finish it off, right? So he ended up, you know, shooting it there in the neck, and and we ended up uh, getting him, right? It maybe wasn't a thirty pointer, but it was a nice fuck. <laughs> nice, it was. It was almost barely a fork. <laughs> and I, I didn't even think there was antlers on the thing when I walked up to it, but then look, lo and behold, there it is. Yeah, we had looked on the deer to see, well, where did Joe shoot this thing, you know? I don't know. Did we ever see a spot, or did it just scare it to death? <laughs> <laughs> the only spot that I think we saw was that the the one back knee was a little bit um, roughed up. Kind of looked like it may have been broken a little bit. And then there's another hole on the other back knee. And so we think that I shot it between the two back knees, <laughs> and it toppled over, and we got there, and it couldn't, couldn't, it couldn't use it. its back legs anymore, so it was trying to get away there, but... Yeah, so that's the first time I ever went deer hunting and the story of the turdy pointer. Of course, I had to mount those set of horn, that big rack for Joe. <laughs> I think he still got it. <laughs> yeah, I, st- I still have that rack on a little mount, yeah. I'll have to, I'll post a little picture on my uh, my Instagram account for y'all to see <laughs> a little, a little turdy pointer. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the story there, but deer hunting's kind of been a, a good bonding experience for us all here um, in the Mettler household, so yeah. it's been a good time there. I don't know, Grandpa, do you, we're 12 minutes in. It's kind of a short podcast. you have another deer hunting story you well, want to share? I or anything about the deer I'll camp? I'll if I throw in the story about John. Sure. Another one of our grandkids. Now, he, of course, he was, a, I think he must, must have been 26 years old, 27 years old. This Never went years deer ago. hunting. Grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Anyway, he decided he wanted to go deer hunting. So I told him, come on up. 
So he come up. Well, he had borrowed, well, he got Bob's gun, but for some reason something wasn't working on it. But we got it to work. I put him out in a deer stand one morning, and he sat there all day. He was a patient guy. He said he was counting squirrels. He also mentioned that our squirrels are pretty aggressive. They come up to <laughs> up the stand and talk to him. <laughs> and, of course, then about evening, lo and behold, here this buck walks across in front of him. And John's a pretty patient guy. He decided it was too far away, so he didn't shoot at it. Too much brush. Well, what do you know? That buck come around again. <laughs> Doesn't learn his lesson. He's still too much brush. He let it go again the third time. Then he decided it was close enough, and he took a shot, and he hit it. Of course, by then it was getting dark. So that's when the fun began. We had to drag the thing out of the woods, and couldn't see the skin or whatever. So we sitting there with running up on a tree at the house and put the pickup lights on it and we was working on it. And neighbor across the lot there, he was wondering what was going on. Funny, he got curious enough and he come over to check. <laughs> but anyway, John, first time out and he got himself a nice deer. Things just ain't supposed to happen that way. <laughs> Grandpa, I think you're the good luck charm, I think. Well, I can't say that much for myself. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that 30-point buck. <laughs> yeah. You had some pretty good deer in your day, though. Oh, I had, I've gotten deer, but I've never gotten any thing. Horn. Of course, horns, they the make all the poor soup, so I ain't too worried about <laughs> horns. Yeah, sometimes Grandpa's okay getting the yearling even and filling his freezer, you know. It's always good. They're, they're tender. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my mom's rules here at the deer camp, I guess, is that my folks' place is that you better not shoot a Bambi. You got to <laughs> let it grow and live some life a little bit. Yeah. So that's nice. kind of mom's general rule. You know, sometimes we're far away and thought that one was the bigger one, but it wasn't and things like that. But for the most part, you know, we try to shoot the mature animals. And now that we have, uh, what is it, the C CWD? For the deer, which is like the brain disease that oh, occurs. Yeah, chronic wasting. Yeah. yeah, chronic wasting disease. That's kind of a big thing here now in central Minnesota. Counties such as Stearns County and a couple other of those in southern or central Minnesota. Yeah, they got to turn in their deer and they got tested for the brains and see if that disease is in there, you know, before you eat the meat and stuff. And fortunately, you know, in, in Todd and Morrison County, they're now long, they don't have a high incidence of that disease yet. So fortunately for us, this time, you know, we don't have to do all the extra testing and be too concerned, but if you're out there hunting in the central Minnesota area, you know, if you see a deer that kind of looks mangy and things like that, you know, you may be tempted to pass it up and and uh, try to shoot something that looks a little bit better, but, you know, I'd say go ahead and shoot that one and get it tested, because it's kind of looking sick. You probably don't want it in the herd, so probably better for the overall population and everything if you try to get rid of that one and yeah, recent years, my brother Michael's been getting a pretty good uh, oh my. string of luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to post a picture of that one on uh, Instagram, too, but I think he's got, in the last four years, he's gotten five nice-sized bucks. Yeah, eight, eight to ten-pointers, you know, pretty wide. The one is probably the best that my dad's ever seen on his property there, so it's been a, a pretty good hunting area for us and a good time there. I don't know there. where you guys find all those big 
buckhorns. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, half the time I think they get scared from the neighbors and come on over and we're just waiting for them. So, <laughs> so I guess let me go on that a little bit. So, those of you, of you who are listening who may not be too familiar with hunting, in, in North Dakota, they don't have a lot of trees. They have a lot of windbreaks and tree rows and things and you post guys on some sides of these rows while other people walk through and then deer jump up and run away while while you shoot at them. Basically, it's kind of like how they do it in North Dakota for the most part. You do have some tree stands that like a lot of times what happens in Minnesota is that people sit in a tree, sneak in in the morning, try to, you know, kind of unscent themselves a little bit, sneak in there, sit up in the tree stand and kind of wait for the deer to come. Well, occasionally, at least in our hunting camp, is that if we don't get any deer sitting opening morning and it's looking pretty dim, and then we go ahead and we do some drives. And so the drives is kind of similar what North Dakota does, but we have a lot of swamps and sloughs and things where these deer like to hang out. And so we'll post a couple guys on the end and a couple guys will walk through the swamp or the slough and the woods there and try to kick the deer out to, to the hunters on the other end. Um, obviously, you definitely got to be safe when you're doing this, you know. I remember one time I was walking in the back of uh, Grandpa's big swamp there, back uh what's that swamp? What do you call it behind your house there? Okay, Funoki, you mean? Well, I, we've definitely done that one a time or two. <laughs> well, that's okay. So that's a different one. But we had this, was it 80 acres of this yeah. tree brush swampy, you know, I'm probably one of the few cousins that actually got to drive that. Yeah, I know Liz made the remarks that some of her younger siblings never got to go through that. Yeah, I think they should. Yeah, some of our younger <laughs> ones never did. And boy, I know, yeah, the one time I ran, went through there, I don't even know if they paid to even have a gun on you because... It was just so thick in the brush, and the the water was oftentimes a foot deep, it seemed like, and, and then, yeah, that was always a hoot, but um, okie finoki, yep. But I was thinking the one by the house there. Yeah, I know what you mean. We didn't really have a name for that. I okay, I couldn't remember, just, yeah. but uh, so there was one time where, I think it was Richard, Dad, and Grandpa were sitting on the end, and me and David were sent in to go... <laughs> to go chase the deer out. They said, go back to this fence line, go about halfway down. One person start there and then the other one start, you know, a little farther down. You just walk, walk through it. He's like, well, watch out for the middle. There's a big opening or, you know, you could fall in and, and it's just open water. So you got to go around that and split one, go around one way and one will go around the other way. And we got to the point where we're getting close to that spot, but we couldn't quite tell. And we're walking around every once in a while, you know, David, my brother David and I, we're so we're like, David, can you hear me? Yep, can hear you. <laughs> so we know that we're about halfway, you know, that we're across from each other still, you know, so we don't want the drives. You don't want one person to get too far in front of the other. We're walking, we're walking. All of a sudden, we, boom, I'm like, David, is that you? Well, like, yeah. I'm like, you, just, you fall in? Well, darn near. <laughs> He's up to his chest in water. And he had his gun across the, the bog, basically, where he was at that point. And his, his gun was kind of holding him up, basically. <laughs> we were only, I don't know, 14, 15 years old, but yeah. <laughs> so, there's some, some interesting things that happen over at the deer camp there, but it's all part of the part of the experience. Yeah, as long as it ends well. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no one's ever gotten shot in our, in our hunting party, but we have started to do a little bit less drives and things. Yeah. We guys are getting more and more hunters involved. So, we try to do a lot more just sitting in our deer stands, and then have one person leave the deer stand, kind of just mosey around the woods while the rest of them all sit there in the deer stand. So that's kind of our new strategy, and it's been working pretty good. Yeah, we had a 
Well, we kind of s- split up the group, too, now. Group at Randy's and now the group, well, up at Richard's, I guess you can call it. Yeah, my grandpa sold the, his um, farmstead there to my Uncle Richard. And sort of there's the group of uncles and a couple of cousins that hunt there still with the rifle zone. And then all of uh, my dad and my siblings all hunt in the, the shotgun zone. So sometimes try to get to each other's places for lunchtime or something like that, but it doesn't always happen. So it's kind of been a... It's kind of a new generational thing, right? You know, where now Grandpa's considered my dad, and and he's the the old geezer hunting now. So, well, Grandpa, he still grabs a gun here and gets out there. Well, you know, last year the kids went and put up this real nice deer stand. They tore down my whole stand and said it wasn't (laughs) safe. (laughs) They've got this this one on on legs, and it was a regular deer stand. And I asked him, what the heck have they done that for? I was thinking about maybe I should quit hunting deer. <laughs> I guess I can't. <laughs> yeah, well, you, did you get one last year? I can't remember. No, I didn't. The year before you did, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so Grandpa's 86 now and will be out there again this fall. I reckon, unless I break a leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it's not quite November yet, but I'm sure we're all starting to think about putting our trail cameras out there and all that good stuff, so... Be safe out there, whether you're you're preparing for hunting or get out there hunting in the future here. So, anyways, thanks, Grandpa, for jumping on board and being part of this podcast. Oh, no problem. <laughs> you're just lucky you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, everybody. 